Today's episode of The Daily Briefing is brought to you by TLDR Business, where we've just released a video on Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter. If you want to watch this, it's linked down below in the description. From TLDR News, this is your Daily Briefing for Thursday the 10th of November 2022. Good afternoon. Today we're going to be talking about the Curson withdrawal. We'll also be discussing three of today's other important stories and discussing Musk's plans for Twitter. But first, the Curson withdrawal. On Wednesday, after weeks of speculation and denial, Russia's Defence Minister Sergei Shoigu and Commander-in-Chief Sergei Sorovakin officially announced that they would be withdrawing from Kherson city in order to re-establish defences on the east bank of the Dnipro River. Originally, Ukrainian officials were sceptical. Mikhail Podolyak, advisor to the head of the office of the president of Ukraine, claimed that Kyiv saw no signs of a Russian retreat and that Ukraine would move on the basis of intelligence data, not staged TV statements. Similarly, the head of the press service for the Ukrainian army's southern command claimed that Russian statements were a show and possibly a form of psychological warfare. While their wariness is understandable, satellite data suggests that the Russians are indeed setting up new defensive positions on the east bank of the Dnipro, and new satellite images from Thursday even suggested that they've established trenches in northern Crimea, which gives you a sense of just how bad the Russians themselves expect things to get. By Thursday morning, Podolyak had changed his tune and claimed that while Russian forces might be leaving Kherson, they'd mined it and turned much of the city into rubble. Zelensky also appointed four district heads for Kherson, which suggests the Ukrainians are planning to return to Kherson sometime soon. Clearly, this is a massive embarrassment for Russia, not least because Putin claimed to have annexed Kherson only a couple of months ago. Former Kremlin advisor and hardline Russian nationalist Sergei Markov has already described it as Russia's worst geopolitical loss since the Soviet Union collapsed, and Russian nationalist bloggers reacted furiously to the news. As well as being politically embarrassing, the loss of Kherson means that the Russians have lost access to the northern Crimean Canal, which has routed water from the Dnipro River to Crimea and provided 85% of Crimea's water. So what happens next? Well, the same day that Surovkin announced the retreat from Kherson, the Russian foreign ministry suddenly announced that Russia is open to negotiating with Ukraine, quote, taking into account the realities that are emerging at the moment. It really does look like the Kremlin is more serious about peace negotiations than ever before, and it's probably no coincidence that this comes only a few days after the Washington Post reported that the Biden administration was privately pressuring Kiev to begin peace negotiations. Obviously, all the usual caveats apply. You can't really trust what the Kremlin says, and it's possible that this is all a ploy to buy the flailing Russian army some time. But at least superficially, negotiations seem increasingly likely. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world. So here's a rundown of three other stories. US President Joe Biden gave a buoyant speech yesterday after the Democratic Party enjoyed an unexpectedly good night on Tuesday. While control of Congress still holds in the balance as the last few states and districts count their votes, the widely predicted red wave for Republicans failed to materialise. 
Biden described Tuesday as a good day for democracy and said that while the press and the pundits are predicting a giant red wave, it didn't happen. He conceded that the results show voters are still frustrated, but said he's not going to change anything in any fundamental way, adding that the problem is the major pieces of legislation we passed takes time to be recognised and there's a lot of things that are starting to kick in. Biden, who turns 80 this month, stated his intention to run for re-election in 2024, but said it is ultimately a family decision and that he doesn't feel any hurry to announce a decision, no matter what Donald Trump does. He pointed to early 2023 for when to expect an official decision. As for Trump, the former president has teased a very big announcement for November the 15th. For a whole lot more on the midterm elections, head to the TLDR US channel and watch our latest video. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. When the Taliban retook control of Afghanistan last year, they tried to assure the world that they were a new organisation that would rule the country in a more modern fashion. This included protecting the rights of women across the country and allowing for freedom of the press. However, it seems that they are slowly reversing these protections, with news today that the Taliban has banned Afghan women from entering public parks and funfairs. Women have already been banned from travelling without a male escort, and they are required to wear a hijab or burqa whenever they're outside the house. Additionally, secondary schools have been closed for the past 15 months for girls. Women appear to be growing tired of the restrictions being placed on them, with one woman telling AFP, There are no schools, no work. We should at least have a place to have fun. We are just bored and fed up with being home all day. Our minds are tired. On Wednesday, Just Stop Oil continued their protests by attempting to close the M25, the Ring Road motorway circling London. Charlotte Lynch, a journalist for LBC, was there to try and cover the event. She was arrested by police on conspiracy to commit a public nuisance. She says she tried to show officers her press card and explained that she was trying to cover a demonstration, but this was to no avail. She had her phone taken away from her and was thrown into the back of a police van. She was released after five hours in a police cell. The backlash to this story has been pretty large, with Dawn Alford, the executive director of the Society of Editors, saying she was deeply concerned about this and other similar arrests. A spokesperson for Prime Minister Rishi Sunak has said that the PM believes that it is vital that journalists are able to do their jobs. Herefordshire's chief constable has said that measures are now in place to allow legitimate media to do their job. While we covered the midterm elections in yesterday's daily briefing, one thing we didn't discuss was the vote in Colorado on ballot measures to provide free school meals to all public school students. So let's end the briefing by briefly discussing this positive news story. The vote was approved by the people of Colorado by a margin of 55 to 45. The measure will help schools pay for meals by raising $100 million a year by increasing tax on the wealthiest residents. That's all we have time for on YouTube today, but if you want to see our discussion of Musk's plans for Twitter, then watch the extended ad-free edition of The Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up. 
And there's good news. Our friends at CuriosityStream, the streaming service which offers some of the best documentaries, is offering a deal whereby you can get both platforms, CuriosityStream and Nebula, for less than $15 a year. That's all the best documentaries you could want on CuriosityStream and then more TLDR on Nebula, including the extended briefing, other full exclusive TLDR videos, and it's always ad-free. Click the link below to get both services for less than $15 a year and support the channel.